This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Shay Stevens. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley did not win the Nevada Republican presidential primary, even though Donald Trump was nowhere on the ballot. Instead, a majority of Nevada voters chose no candidates over Haley, as NPR's Ashley Lopez reports. A majority of GOP voters chose the option none of these candidates over Haley and other lesser-known candidates. Even if Haley would have won, though, she was ineligible to win any delegates in this presidential contest. That's because the Nevada Republican Party decided to hold a caucus election on Thursday to determine how to divvy out their all-important delegates. Former President Donald Trump is the only major candidate who will be contesting that caucus election on February 8th. Haley has yet to win any presidential contest. Her campaign has set their sights on her home state of South Carolina and its presidential primary on the 24th, where she is expected to not do well either. Ashley Lopez, NPR News. A federal appeals court panel has given Donald Trump until Monday to appeal its ruling against his immunity claim. The panel says Trump is a private citizen who can be prosecuted for trying to overturn the 2020 election. Following a months-long campaign, House Republicans have failed to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Colorado Congressman Ken Buck was among Republicans voting against the resolution. Buck says the secretary's shortcomings on immigration do not amount to an impeachable offense. He's not instituting the agreements with Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. He's not doing a lot of the things, finishing the wall. Um, that would help alleviate the crisis, but those are policy differences, not a crime or something akin to a crime. Buck says the impeachment process should only be used as a last resort on rare occasions and not in every Congress. House lawmakers have failed to pass a standalone aid bill that included more than $7 billion, $17 billion for Israel's battle with Hamas. GOP opponents are insisting on spending cuts to pay for the proposal. Qatar says... Hamas has given a mostly positive response to a proposal for a ceasefire in Gaza and the release of Israeli hostages. Daniel Estrin reports from Tel Aviv. In a press conference with Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Qatar's prime minister announced that Hamas had some comments on the proposal, but, quote, in general, it is positive. Hamas said it had replied to the proposal, quote, in a positive spirit. Israeli officials said they were studying Hamas's reply. A main sticking point is that Hamas wants a permanent ceasefire and full Israeli withdrawal from Gaza, and Israel only agrees to a temporary ceasefire, as it says it needs more time to crush Hamas militarily. Blinken, coming from a visit to Saudi Arabia, said that country was ready to establish diplomatic ties with Israel if the Gaza war ends and there is a, quote, clear time-bound path to creating a Palestinian state. Daniel Estrin in Tel Aviv. This is NPR. Parts of Southern California are cleaning up from the second so-called atmospheric river to hit the state since the weekend. The storms pummeled the state are blamed for at least nine deaths in Northern California. Heavy rain in the Los Angeles area triggered almost 400 mudslides. Some parts of the city got up to 12 inches of rain. The storm is now moving through the San Diego area before heading east. A Broadway-bound stage adaptation of Prince's film Purple Rain will premiere in the late singer's hometown next spring. The Minneapolis native's work was set in the city's club scene, and the soundtrack won an Academy Award. 
Jeff London has more. Prince helped create the Minneapolis sound in his studio, so his former manager, L. Londell McMillan, stated, quote, It's only fitting that we launch this world premiere musical version in the city where it all began. The adaptation will be written by two-time Pulitzer Prize finalist Brandon Jacobs Jenkins and directed by Tony Award nominee Liliana Blaine Cruz. The show will be staged at the Historic State Theater in Minneapolis in spring of 2025. Exact dates and production details will be announced in a few weeks. For NPR News, I'm Jeff London in New York. U.S. futures are virtually unchanged in after-hours trading on Wall Street. On Asia-Pacific market, shares are mixed, down a fraction in Tokyo and Hong Kong. I'm Shay Stevens. This is NPR News.